Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at FTLcast, and we also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast. Today we're returning to a system we've played before. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it because we're doing it again. Uh, we're playing Karma <laughs> by Gareth H. Graham. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances, where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends. It is part theatre, part storytelling, and part role-playing game. Unlike traditional role-playing games, Karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master. In Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. There is no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing, dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. I'm Jade, and you can find me at jadeoxfordrose on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today we have... I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKLO, and you can find my portfolio website at samkalo.com. It'll probably be connected to that by the time this goes up. <laughs> um, I use he, him pronouns. My name is Mab. You can find me on Twitter at LittleLadyMab. You can keep an eye out there for things that I'll be talking about some point in the future and also by the time this goes live you can check out the games that i will be running at gen con this year in august and i don't know what they are yet at the time of recording but i will by the time you hear this and that's what matters my pronouns are she her and let's get started almost yeah i got a, I got a thing i gotta say first i oh know almost <laughs> Almost. Um, but that is it for players today. Uh, we've had a couple of big group games, but now we're getting a bit smaller, a bit uh, a bit more intimate. Um, <laughs> we got Sam with his nice new suave radio personality voice. Yeah. Hello, my, my brand new suave radio personality voice brought to you by I have a chest cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have a chest cold. My favorite sponsor. And my microphone is now above my head rather than sitting on my desk. Nice. Um, <laughs> our lines, things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that out of the way, we'll get started. All right. <laughs> all righty. playbook you used when you did the demon hunters game we made one up oh sweet fun all right okay um cool i was just gonna make reference even better all right then so as i said before we're returning to karma uh which we haven't played since season one one yep where we had the haunting of hindley manor which is one of the presets available in the book and then mab Dora and a couple of the others did a homebrew game involving demon hunters, but both back in the catalogue, you should go check them out, but you don't need to have heard either of those to understand this one, unless you want to maybe get a preview on how the game is played, but it's us, so who knows what how accurate that depiction of the rules may or may not be. But just consider, if you go and listen to the uh, the Ghost Hunters game, you get some real good content. Because yeah. I, I still love that arc so much. That's one of my favourite arcs, absolutely. One of my favourites. But today, we are returning to the, the core book and playing out the loot dilemma. 
The adventure is over. You have reached level 13 of the deepest dungeon and slain the dreaded menace that once guarded the legendary treasure. One thing remains for you and your adventuring companions to do. Claim the loot. Here it is before your very eyes. The treasure itself, visible only in the light of your sputtering torches. There is not quite as much as you had anticipated. Not even close. This. <laughs> this is a problem. So... Do we want to introduce our characters first, or do we want to do the world-building questions first, and then we can introduce who we are? A couple of the questions in the world-building questions are stuff like, who is the natural leader and the appointed leader? So maybe we should introduce our characters first. Yeah, I would say we do characters, and then world-building, and then character questions, because some of the character questions depend on what we answer for the world-building. All right, um... We haven't decided on all of our relationships either, so if we want to just give the basic descriptions, we can then, once everybody's character is introduced, we can figure out any outstanding relationships, um, and then we can do world building and character questions, if that sounds good. Got it. All right. So, Sam. All right. Yeah, I'm the first one in the in the dock. So I'm playing a character named Adlai, who I have not played yet on this podcast because I kind of made him up in the past week. Um, he is a warrior, but sort of in parentheses I've written, he's a paladin, kind of, still. Um, he's a sort of tall, older gentleman. He's got very long hair, pulled back into a ponytail. He seems haunted, definitely has depression, very prone to anger, very, like, I am the law. His virtue is that he is pious, and his vice is that he is vengeful. And then I haven't done relationships yet. Um, I am going to be playing... Coyote once again and in this iteration they are the mage or wizard um they then pronouns uh they're very soft like maybe five foot even maybe uh very soft in build long red hair worn pinned up because when it's down it like falls to their lower back freckled tan skin and large brown eyes flecked with gold they wear robes of green and a similar gold worn over fawn colored leggings and soft brown boots their virtue is forgiving their vice is rash and the relationship i have got figured out is with tamil mab's character and the relationship is gregarious and i will be playing uh tamil jumos who is a rogue uses she her pronouns her description is average height a little wafy uh, tan skin and wavy dark hair in particular i'm using aisha hart from bbc's atlantis as a face claim she always looks super relaxed but does have some small bit of movement about her at all times so whether if she's moving or is that like a mysterious breeze underground shifting your hair around who really knows <laughs> You don't, and she won't tell. (laughs) Her virtue is active, and her vice is boastful. Her relationships, I don't have one with Sam's character yet. And with Kyote, it's uh, arcane secrets in as much as Temil wants their arcane secrets, but otherwise, it's pretty friendly. (laughs) Um, So, Sam, what relationships would you like Adelaide to have? Or how do you want to characterize Adelaide's relationships with Kyote? And was it Temil or Tamil? Temil. Temil. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. Um, hmm. What sounds interesting? So these are the relationships up here? Yeah. These are the ones suggested by the playbook. So, how old is Kyote? Uh, Kyote? Mm. <laughs> They'll never tell. <laughs> um, they could be somewhere from early 20s to mid 30s. Like, it's real hard to pin down. Um, Fair enough. I'm going to say Adelaide's in his, like, 50s-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for our listeners, the relationships that the book suggests can be paranoid, uh, sibling, gregarious, have an oath of fealty, be heavily indebted, devoted, a secret pact, arcane secrets, army buddies, needs affirmation, uh, resentful or friendly. I mean, I'm going to say he's not a friendly person, but insofar as I like can be friendly, I feel like he feels pretty friendly towards Kyote at least. And mm-hmm. um, deeply suspicious of of T- Temel because Temel just acts like a thief. <laughs> it's a good thing she's openly a thief. Oh, good. Yeah, no, he's he's deeply suspicious of Temel and very <laughs> keeping a very close eye on Temel. So is it like paranoid levels of, or are you sort of just? I don't think it's paranoid. Is it paranoid if it's really happening? <laughs> 
I suppose it depends what you think she's gonna do. Dude's a fucking cop, my man. <laughs> so I'm gonna actually type these in, so... I'm actually tempted to change my relationship with Tamil if you're down, Mab, because I kind of really like the thought of them being related, but not maybe sibling level of related. Like third cousins? Or like half siblings or something. You see that a lot in the game that we don't mention by name because it's DM'd and is everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like. I don't know, that could be fun. But it doesn't have to be. Just I thought about maybe shifting Gregarious around. I don't know. I just the bugging about arcane secrets felt like it could be very familial. It could be. I don't have uh any any reservations about that. That would be fun either way. Uh, yeah, Kyoti's never had a sibling before. The thought amused me as much as anything. Yeah, I've never quite figured out a lot of Temel's family. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I mentioned this the the first time that I played them on stream, but uh, I wrote a short them into a short story, and uh, so like a lot of what I use and build around them is based on that short story, and then the little that I've known for that extended universe sure. that I created. But I never thought about her family anything further. So having having relationships in that way would be fun. Uh, if you're down for it, uh, we'll go for it. But I'm also happy to not. I don't want to yeah, force sure. it on you because the thought just occurred to me going, oh, that would be fun. That is always fun. All right. Do we want to... Oh, here we go. We could go that I know that we're related and you don't. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. That's good so, shit. So, should I call it familial or sibling? Uh, familial's fine. All right. Familial. And for Adlai... Um, hmm. How do you feel about Adlai? Or Adlai? I think it's Adlai. Adlai. Okay. Kind of feel wary, to be honest. <laughs> Not like suspicious, just like in that way you don't know how somebody's going to react to things. It's that prone to anger that's really making me go, hmm. Yeah. So, or cautious. Cautious is probably a good thing to be around this asshole. Okay, I'll go with cautious. As we're uh, making up our own as we go here? Yep. Because hell yes. And what about uh, Temmel's relationship with Adlai? How does Temmel feel about Adlai? <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what uh, a good term for it is, because it is just kind of like, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you just fucking write that. That's fine. You can just write, okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. Yeah. Except he's also a cop and can arrest you, so... Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the extremely cautious version of okay boomer is. <laughs> but I mean, you put her in jail, she'll get out of it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alright, so that's our characters and their relationships to each other. Let's roll up and do the world building. Uh, what's pretty cool about this is you effectively do it round the table. Every, you can talk it out as you go, but uh, each person will answer a question. Um, and we'll go round and round till they're done. Oh god, does that mean I have to start? It does mean you have to start. Okay. Uh, what is the nature of the treasure for which you have strived so long and suffered so much? Hmm. I feel like maybe it's a library full of important texts and also like various important artifacts that are quite expensive like don't get me wrong it's a library full of like it's like you know those like the rich people who have private libraries that are also like half museums mm -hmm. it's like that but from like 500 years ago and was abandoned yeah i just went to huntington library which is literally just that and like <laughs> Yes, I will drool over their Canterbury Tales and their Gutenberg Bible, but like also, it's just a big giant fancy house owned by rich people that's now been turned into a museum. Yep. I like the thought that it's like this private collection of, like this private library, or was, before like a tower collapsed or something. And then like magic preserved the, the contents, but nobody's been brave enough to go seeking it, because we're like the... The we're like the highest level adventurers in the in the land now, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Are we? Yeah, maybe. I think we're supposed to be, right? 
Yeah. Isn't that the, the sort of the conceit of this of this karma? I guess if we made it this far. It's the idea is that you're competent enough to get into this dungeon when other people haven't. Yeah. yeah. You could be lucky. We could just be lucky, you're right. Yeah, but, but I like that. So this is just like a wizard's private library slash collection. Um, I guess I'm te- I'm actually technically next in the turn order. Just I get I get messed up with what with the leading and all. Um, <laughs> so what about the treasure is not what you were expecting. Hmm, aside from there being significantly less of it as per the playbook. Hmm. Man, I'm not sure. Um I have a suggestion if you're willing to be open to suggestions. Uh yeah. Maybe when the wizard left, because nobody's been here since the wizard left, the wizard took actually a lot of it with him, and nobody knew that until now. Yeah. I mean, that sort of is what the the premise of it is, isn't it? Is that there's less. Yeah. But maybe but I, like, I like I like that flavor. The wizard took all the important and valuable, and like all of the books that we actually wanted were taken. That's gonna kind of underscore one of my personal questions. Um, oh right. But... That's all right. That's why. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, or like, what was, what was valuable? Maybe like back when the wizard left, like a hundred years ago, and so now there's stuff in there that maybe is valuable, but we don't know that. Maybe it's di- yeah. We go. Maybe that's what it is. It's uh, the information we were given about what was down here doesn't match up. Like, yeah. either he took stuff, like, this, like, effectively, if we had a shopping list of stuff to expect, like, the, the equipment we've got to recover it back, like, it's not right. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um, the specifics we were expecting don't appear to be here. And there are th- items we did not expect to find that are. Okay. Let's see. Is the treasure exactly as it seems, or is there something hidden? Um, I absolutely love the idea that there is definitely something hidden. If we're like Same. exploring the library of a big famous wizard and his private collection, then you know there's going to be like little hidey cubby holes that were forgotten or overlooked, or you know, if any other wizards moved in after this other one left, and who knows. This is what we're here to find out. So I think there is definitely something hidden. Sweet. Um, a thought occurs to me as uh, we answer that question, if we are the only three people in this adventuring party, because there's a question further down about uh, did everyone survive? Spoilers for five questions time. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, do we have any other people with us at this point? Or is it just the three of us now? Because I'm happy to like NPC and stuff as we go. Or do we want it just to be the paladin, the rogue, and the mage left? I mean, that's always a good, strong combo. I do like the idea that like we're all that's left of what was once a larger adventuring party. Mm-hmm. Works for me. I love that. Cool. That will help answer a question later. But sweet, I just the thought occurred to me, and I maybe should have said it before we started. But cool. Next question. Oh, is it my turn again? Yep. There's one one issue with there being three of us. It will cycle around real quick. <laughs> Is everyone entitled to an equal share? Well, according to Adlai, no. Interesting. But Adlai believes that thieves should not be given a share of the, you know, Adlai's very much on the, on the side of all of this needs to go directly to our benefactor and also to the government. What's a government? (laughs) I am the law. I like, no, but I like that. Like, yeah. technically, we're supposed to be taking it back and then paid for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paid for our services. Which does make the fact that there's less interesting. Yeah. Is everyone entitled to an equal share? Technically, no. We're supposed to bring it somewhere. But there could have been, like, the amount of that we bring, the worth would then be calculated and we would be, was it compensated accordingly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, of the for what we for the value of goods we bring back, because that makes it significant that there's less. True. All right. That's also an attempt to get people to not steal. Yeah. Okay. What was the final revenge of the slain menace? I feel like it had to have taken out like a party member that we all liked. The one that actually made us get along. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, like the stabling influence is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. So effectively, maybe it was the original party leader has gone. Yeah. So that yeah. I'm putting uh, it killed our leader and main healer because that adds some stakes. Yeah. Yeah. So if we fuck each other up, uh, that's bad. I like how you say fuck each other up because it's like oh nothing left but for us to do it now. <laughs> okay, who wants to volunteer their character also from the Fallen Leader roster as our Fallen Leader? Um, I mean, I like the idea that it was Galen. I was like, who's a good healer? Healer? No idea. Leader? Galen? <laughs> it could be all Kari, and everyone can be real upset with me on Twitter. Oh, I'm always upset with uh, now. Oh. <laughs> Kari is such a paladin, though. Kari is such a paladin. Maybe Kari and... Adlai got to got got I said got together. <laughs> and I'm like, did they now? <laughs> what I meant was got along. Got along because of their faith. <laughs> I'm looking back through this just to to see because I'm just being a shit hero right now. I'm trying to think of my other characters. Max is not going dungeoneering. No. <laughs> She's too smart. I don't I mean Kata. Oh, Kata. Kata's not a healer, at least. Kata's not a healer, no. Uh-oh. We have right. This is this is a this is a thing that needs to be addressed by uh, by us in future games. We don't play a lot of fantasy, to be fair. I really want to play more, but also we don't have any healer types. <laughs> okay, well, she uh, she's my character, Juniper. Okay. Who, uh, if you didn't hear, is my character from uh, the Riot Starts. So who Sam does know? So yes. Oh yes, I do know this character. Yes, so Juniper Aurelius was our leader and a cleric, and uh, was killed. Oh wait, we're saying that the leader was also a healer. I thought we were trying to come up with yes. two different characters. No, that we lost. <laughs> no, no, one. Well, it was both. So then you can say both, both, both is good. Both is good. But yeah, so there we are. Uh, so next question. the dungeon okay sorry i should actually read it out loud not to myself (laughs) (laughs) for our listeners perhaps for our listeners at home perhaps the fact that this is an audio medium is the group in the dungeon for its own gain or at the behest of some benefactor above ground if the latter who or what is the benefactor i sort of address this in uh temil's personal questions uh she is there on behalf of a benefactor um, I kind of like the idea of it not being the same benefactor as mm-hmm. what hired everybody else, but it sounds like we like the idea of it being the government as our backer mm-hmm. or like someone within some governmental sphere that hired us to go and bring this back. Sure. I like that. I like that a lot. I was going to say, oh, that could be Galen. That yeah. could be Galen. I like that idea. Because we also do have... Um, Sam in the follow game that we played at the beginning of season two. That's mm-hmm. where Galen and Temel meet, <laughs> technically. So I kind of like that idea of being distantly. Perhaps they could be related. Maybe it's the same, the same universe. universe. Yeah. yeah. I like Galen as a government man, as sort of. Yeah, I mean, Galen's the king. Oh, so I might be crossing my wires with a different character of yours. Oh, wait. Uh, how do you spell Galen's name? G-A-E-L-E-N. I forgot me. Yeah, I was crossing my Y with a different character of yours, but it's all good. You were, were you thinking of Garion? Yes. Yeah, Garion's a dumb twink, but he's not good at anything. Galen is also mm-hmm. not good at being king, but he's better at being <laughs> king than Garion is at doing anything except sewing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so next question. Who among us is seen as the natural leader? Who among us that's left? That's left? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the three of us? Of the yeah. three of us? I mean, Adlai would certainly say himself. <laughs> well, that sounds more like the answer to the next question, which who among you is the appointed leader? <laughs> Adlai? <laughs> All right, so we'll say that. So do we think Temel or Coyote is more sort of actually kind of now leading? Oh, Temel would not want that responsibility, so it can be Coyote's. Have fun. All right. 
And then, so the next question then, Mab, which is yours to answer, is who is the brains of this outfit? Um, ooh. Like, within our trio, do you think? Or, like, in general? I feel like it's implying, because obviously the game can be for three to five players, I feel like it's amongst the player characters. Yeah. Oh. I will state this, part of the reason why I made, I specified that Kyoti is a mage is because I'm imagining more of a sorcerer vibe than a learned wizard type. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> see, I was going to say maybe Kyoti, but I can definitely see that. More of a... I don't think Kyoti is dumb, but... Right. No, definitely the way that they cast magic. Um... Yeah, it's an innate thing rather than mm-hmm. a learned thing. Yeah. I mean, it could be Temel. She's <laughs> kind of a manipulator, but... Um... I don't know that Adlai would get let her get away with that. <laughs> if she's well, smart enough for him not to realize exactly and i'm like do you think he's cognizant of the fact that also she's down here looking for something she's got all you coming along you know you're all still here that works i'm happy for that to be the case sure i'm suspicious but still do, still you know i'm in charge here right so she's like yeah okay, okay boomer, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> next question Oh god, is this me again? Yeah. Surprise! Fuck. Okay. Um God, sometimes I think about the fact that I could not ever show any of our stu- any of my students our podcast because I have a potty mouth. <laughs> me too. But also because sometimes we talk about relationships and that would not fly. But also because I have a potty mouth. Um what was the most terrifying event that beheld that befell your party during your dungeon delve? How did it affect the group? Did everyone survive? So no, not everybody survived. No, but because we're talking about like the final, we've literally just slain the menace is meant to be the vibe. All right. So was that the most terrifying event or did something happen on the way down? Hmm. So are we saying that this is like a wizard's tower, like at the bottom of a ravine or something? Or like a wizard's tower that fell? Or it could be like an inverted wizard's tower. Like so every- that's what. I just, love it. I mean, um, my brain always just like I super love that in Annihilation where it's not a tower. She keeps insisting it's not a tower uh, or uh, that it is a tower, even though it goes underground. Oh, <laughs> I love nice. it. Sorry. Yeah, I love that All right. a lot. Yeah, an inverted wizard tower. So, well, now I'm thinking about Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know? Which is a, wait, no, that's good. I like that. It's I good. really like that movie. So, what if we encountered something? Maybe there was like a part of the tower slash dungeon, whatever. <laughs> that um, because we could have managed the four of us before we lost Juniper, like, but we could have had like a full scale full party before then. And what happened in that event? We like we lost like half of the people. Or we could yeah. have had like eight, like a, a full like eight member party. Yeah, yeah. I do Oof. like the idea of having like a large adventuring party and then just layer by yeah. layer as you go down like we're left with it we're left with a paladin a rogue and let's say a sorcerer for the sake of it and we just lost our cleric we could have had a barbarian and a ranger and warlock yeah like we could have had everything all right so what was the thing that that made us lose everybody though like what was the terrifying event mm. maybe maybe like one of the levels collapsed on us and half the party didn't survive that. Mm. Like a cave-in? What, what, or what if it was like, um, part of it was like a sentient space, and it, like, maybe it made oh, people fuck. go, yeah, it made people see stuff and do stuff. Delicious. It was like trying to, to yeah, like, it's, it's cliche, but maybe like part of the tower ate them. Oh, fuck. I love it. See, I was thinking like a part of the tower is sentient and was like showing the characters their greatest fear and accidentally made them kill each other. But like... Also upsetting. Both. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Maybe that's some some extra grief to add on to Adlai. Yeah. All right, then. So as a part of the tower was like sentient. Maybe it was like a like a genus Loki or something that the wizard, the old, old wizard had invited to be there. And it was like something that could get in people's heads. Mm-hmm. And then it maybe it fed on fear. And when somebody was truly terrified, then chomp, 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 chomp. 
Um, okay, so who acquitted themselves most admirably in the adventure thus far? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. The fact that I nearly called him Javert, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Adley um, hasn't, like, gotten full to blows with Temel. <laughs> means that Temel has done something to approve herself, at least, like, I'm not going to arrest you yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she saved his life at one point, or maybe just generally her conduct has done something to... Oh, great. Another another criminal saved my life. Great. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that, that's your baggage, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that's your ex-boyfriend that you have to deal with. <laughs> But yeah, so let's say it, it's it's Temel then, because like Temel has proven herself. Also, as a rogue, is incredibly squishy. Yeah. So the fact that she's survived. Yeah. Yeah. I like Temel. that. Okay. Her tenacity slash survivability. That's not how you spell that. So so that little jagged line tells me. Um, <laughs> in spite of everything. Saving Adelaide's life. And for Coyote, I think it's getting to know her because of that familial thing. Mm-hmm. And proving the person she is. Okay. All right. So what awaits your party on your return to the surface? I really want it to be a betrayal. I was going to say oh jail God. time, probably. Jail time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least for Temel, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, what's not to stop Adlai from arresting Kyote for some reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Or to stop Galen from just arresting all of them. That's true. Yeah, that's why I like, like, betrayal. Because the thing is, the party doesn't, like, the characters don't know the answers to these questions. We do. Yeah. So. True. All right. That's all the world-building questions. So now we have the little... Um, character questions. Character questions. Uh, I think last time we did this, we did the question and then everybody answered it. And then we did the next question and everybody answered it. Yeah, sounds about right. All right. So first question. What do you plan to do with your share of the loot? Um, so I answered this before we finished the world building question of like, what are we doing here? What are we getting? But because like my original answer was like to keep it from the hands of those who would misuse it and to give it to the government upon his return, which he's still going to do, mm-hmm. but now he's actually, like, kind of expected to do that. Okay, you so know? then what would he do with his payday? With his payday? Um, he might retire. I'm not sure. He probably wouldn't retire. I. He doesn't really know. He doesn't really expect to make it that far. Well, that's sad. I don't think he really expected to make it this far. Mm. Um, for Coyote, it's to fund and further their research. Uh, Temil, I had also answered beforehand, uh, which was no big lofty plans, which still is the same, uh, and it's spend it, um, fence any fancier pieces that she can, you know, sneak out. The usual. Alright. Uh, second question. What have you not told your companions about your reason for coming on this expedition? A.K.A. the juicy question. <laughs> <laughs> It is the juicy question. Um, well, th- this is the answer to this one is the reason why uh, Jay just called my character Javert. Um, <laughs> as we've been hinting towards, this is basically just an XP of Javert, but there's some differences, but not many. Um, you know, he left the city where he'd sell- served as a faithful city guard. He was deeply devoted to his god after, you know, a criminal showed him that he was wrong about the criminal. I have in crossed out a criminal that I had a somewhat of healthy obsession with. Um, and Very good. perhaps I was wrong about all crime. Oh Lord. Was I wrong about the nature of the law? Cue existential crisis. Um, so that's why he left and he's like, mm-hmm. yes, proving myself and my devotion to my God, who I didn't come up with a name with, but is like the God of like law and the God of, you know, duty and order and all that shit all right um again this was before we came up with well-building questions but i still like it um amongst the time uh, the treasure is a tome of significant knowledge and power um i'm gonna say a specific tome then of significant knowledge and power that would have more monetary value to the right power uh, right buyer than the rest of the treasure put together 
Kyoto wants it for themselves. Interesting. They've got their reasons. Yeah, and as I had uh, hinted during the world-building questions, Temel was hired independently to fetch a specific item from within the loot. Uh, I was thinking probably some like fancy ornate dagger or like a brooch or a, like a, a hairpin or something like that, you know, something that she can sneak out easily. Maybe it's enchanted in some way. Maybe it's just got a really fancy cut gem on it. And this person was mm-hmm. like, I need it for my collection of this other maker's work or something. Maybe it's cursed. Who knows? Maybe it's cursed. <laughs> Who knows? Can, can we'll I find out? Yeah. Can I pitch something to you, Mab? Can your can Tamil's private benefactor be Kerrigan Kestrel? Because <laughs> <laughs> that feels like Kerry's bullshit in the best way possible. Just like I'm not going down there. <laughs> I'll pay somebody. I'm not going down there. This is what money is for, so other people can go down there. <laughs> I love her. She's a piece of shit. Um, love it. Yes. <laughs> In which case, it is definitely going to be a uh, a fancy hairpin so that she can wear it to parties. Fuck. Yes, good. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, what long-term effect has Adventuring in the Darkness Below had on you? So I just wrote depression much worse. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, was already depressed. Now more depressed and still still more unsure about his role in, you know, the natural order of things. Dude kind of had his whole world overturned, and he's still not quite on steady ground after that. He's a little lost. You know, imagine if Javert, instead of throwing himself into a river, threw himself into a adventure that seemed like a death journey, or, you know, kind of seemed like most of these people aren't going to make it back. That's what you got here. <laughs> Fair. Um, for Coyote, uh, insomnia, and when they do manage to sleep, they have nightmares. And for Temel, the lack of a fresh breeze makes it hard to breathe. So, lots of claustrophobia kicking in. Uh, if you could choose one of your companions as the only other survivor to reach the surface, who would it be? So, who's getting out with you, if only two of you make it out? So, I said Temel as a repayment for the life debt he owes her, but also so that she can face punishment for her crimes of stealing. <laughs> Um, I also said Temel uh, for familial <laughs> reasons, and also uh, Adlai's kind of a prick. And if, <laughs> if he's if he's so desperate to die, then why should anyone else do it in his place? <laughs> Fair enough. So I read it wrong, and it was just like, "Hey, if you can't make it out, who would you want to make it out?" And my answer was Adlai, whom I find the most obnoxious, so I don't have to be stuck down in the darkness with him a moment longer. <laughs> But then I realized I did read it wrong. And so it's like, who? if I was to escape, who would go with me? And it would definitely be Kyote because they are That's useful and entertaining. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, Adlai's not like a great person to be around. Maybe he's yeah. maybe he's learning better now, but oh, maybe he'll learn better over the course of this uh, game. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah my, my initial read of it was definitely... If you're not going to make it out, who do you want to survive? <laughs> That's an interesting question, though, to be fair. That is pretty yeah. fun. So, and it was, please just get him out of my life. <laughs> if I'm going to be stuck down here to die, I don't want to listen to him proselytizing to me. You're <laughs> so valid. You need to give your life over to the Lord of Duty and Sacrifice. Okay, no. Now you said duty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the final question. Is it really about the treasure, or is there something else? The friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, it's not that. (laughs) It's definitely not that. Um, I said it's about discovering the truth of my beliefs and myself. It's about finding who I am and what I believe. Or, you know, dying, if that is to be my... If that is to be (laughs) my ultimate fate. Um, I haven't done a very good job of this so far. Either the figuring out what I believe or the dying. Um, for Coyote, the treasure is a means to an end, and the end is what matters. And similarly, Temel is just, it has always been and always will be, just to prove that I can. Aww. Nice. 
All right. So that is the world building and the character questions. What happens now is we do the scenes. Uh, we'll do an opening scene uh, sort of for every character. They're designed to be very short, just sort of like establishing things. And then we'll move on. We get uh, the book that says five scenes each of two to five minutes. Uh, that tends to not be how we roll. So we'll keep an eye on the time. But everybody gets the same number of scenes. Got it. I, yeah, I think we cut it down for the demon hunters, but that was just because there were so many of us. Yeah, I think we did the full five when we did the mana. Uh, I was say karma, but that is literally the game we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just what will happen uh, once we have done the opening scenes and we move into the main scenes, we will uh, a character, oh, sorry, a player will frame a scene. Um, we'll say who's present and all that. And once the scene is sort of in motion, one of the other players gets to introduce a complication. And that's where the scene can either go positively or negative from that point on for whatever the characters might want. And you roll a complication roll. And that's where the karma aspect of this game comes in. Um, when you, the player, are making a complication roll, you can choose to add a positive dice to make it more likely that you'll succeed. And that slides your karma down. Um, or you can choose to um, make increase your chance of making it worse and make your future karma better. So it's like about, uh, the balance is that way. Um, but yeah, on a complication, you make your roll, and then if it's a failure or a success, determines how the scene will finish, or at least the tone with which it finishes. And then once we've had all of the scenes, we'll do our finale based on the dice that everybody has left. Uh, you have five dice regardless. You have positive and negative dice, and it's that balance of them that determine that helps determine you to take away your negative dice from your positive dice, and that's uh, that's the basic dice mechanic. If I'm remembering that correctly, I did go over the notes on how to play it. Uh, Sounds about right. Okay, uh, so let's get into the scenes. So, Sam, I'm gonna do this opening scene. Basically, nobody will interfere with this. You can. Do, it's just a short little opening scene. So this is us directly in the aftermath of the final boss uh -huh. of some kind. So like this is maybe a couple of days after that room ate half of our companions and we've just lost our leader. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of like what is our, what was the final like boss? Could have been a dragon. Could have been anything. Could have been a dragon. Might have been a dragon. Um I have a monster manual right next to me. I could flip through it and then make some people very upset with us for copyright infringement, you know. <laughs> Just change a few letters when you say it. <laughs> a bit a big grabber. Bungeons and blaggins. <laughs> I love that game. That's that's why I said a big grabber rather than a be a hold. Yeah. yeah. Be I'm, a, I'm very funny. <laughs> you are very funny. Did you actually. know? You are. Um, yes. Um <laughs> I'm gonna say maybe it was it was a dragon. You know, there was a dragon. It works. Not necessarily in the library because I feel like any self-respecting wizard would know better. So it was maybe the the chamber above the library that we killed mm -hmm. a dragon, and our friend Juniper did not make it. And we are maybe now following that. You know, fo following our like maybe we piled rocks on top of her body and put her staff in the pile of rocks to say this is who was here maybe immediately following that we make our way down the stairs into the cavern below and we opening these doors we see shelves of books and you know it's all gilded it's all very gaudy um you know there's pedestals displaying artifacts everywhere everything is covered with a le heavy layer of dust but is otherwise pristine and it's it fucking it's magical as shit is what it is and i think that adlai probably just kind of stops walking at the bottom of the stairs and gazes around but the shelves are empty in some places and very they're a lot emptier than you'd expect. They're bare. There's like two or three books on a shelf that should be holding 50 books. And there's, you know, there's shelves that look mostly untouched, but on closer examination, they're all like hundreds of years outdated encyclopedias. You know? It's clearly been 
it's not as untouched as we were led to believe. I don't know. Is that a good scene framing? I don't know. Mm, yeah. I don't know, how to do that. I don't know how to do that. No, no, that's good. That's good. This is like an hour or so later. And everyone is just sort of wandering in diff- wandering around this dodge. And it's it feels safe in a way that some of them are like, we've made it. And we've shut the doors and we're gathering stock. People need to be patched up. We're not going to be able to go back a bit out of here before we've tried to sleep some at least. And it's like... Kyoti is has been lighting the torches. Um, yeah, I like that. there's like lanterns here, and they're going around, like illuminating them. Magical lanterns. Magical lanterns. Yeah. Um, and uh, they figured out the enchantment on them. Um, so they're going around just sort of like lighting the lamps and just like filling this room, like trying to banish any kind of shadows from the space and just highlighting what. Adelaide already figured out that there are massive gaps here. There is things that we weren't expecting. Just like there is no escaping the truth that we were either lied to or somebody has been here or that the information was wrong to begin with. Yeah. But we were given the wrong information, either consciously or unconsciously. I'm going to go with the assumption that we were maybe just given incorrect information, but maybe we were lied to. Who knows? Just keep telling yourself that, Adlai. <sighs> yeah. The law could never lie to you. That's true. Oh, I nearly snorted energy drink out my nose. <laughs> oh. I'm so sorry. That has got to be really okay. painful. It did sting. It did sting. <laughs> it didn't come all the way through, though, so it could have been worse. Oh. I'm so please, sorry. Please, your, your opening scene, Mab, please save me from myself. <laughs> oh. I don't know if I can. Fair. Uh, for Temel, I think it's definitely, uh, I like the idea of it running, like, um, concurrently to Kyoti's scene, and they're going around lighting the lamps, and Temel's keeping pace on the opposite end of the room, just sticking to the shadows of the lanterns that haven't been lit yet, and just not actually doing anything untoward. Thank you, I heard that snort. And, um... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sure, of course not. But, um... I'm keeping an eye on you over the top of the, the bookcases <laughs> that I can see. Yeah. And she is kind of, like, tapping her finger, like, along the spines as she goes, but is, um, does seem to just be kind of, like, breathing in, breathing out, and um, seems to be more, like, centering herself than she is actually trying to get a scope of the room uh, in some way. But, like, keeping it to, like, the opposite end uh, until she reaches the the final end of the circle where the lanterns start being lit, and then she stops and um, takes another moment, breathe in, breathe out, and then just rolls her shoulders back to normal. Which is probably some kind of shit-eating grin and ready to go. Great. I'm sure that Adlai is thrilled to see this shit-eating grin. Mm-hmm. Alright, now we get to move into the main scenes. So, frame a scene however you want. You can say who's in it. Uh, one thing that I had missed the first time, like, you can do a flashback scene, but I, uh, as a player you only get to do that once mm. throughout the game, but every player can do a flashback. As, as a scene if they want to um, and part way through it when there's a good moment so I'm either Mab or I will introduce a complication we'll say I have a complication and then you can decide if you want to just roll for it then to see how it goes or whether you want to change your odds either for the better or for the worse but we can get we can jump that when we get to it got it all right so I should probably like include other characters in my scene. <laughs> now that we've all done our establishing she- scenes sort of on our mm-hmm. own, I would say that um, Adlai is holding you know, the list of what we were sent down here to take. He's got it written down in you know, a scroll. Did he write it himself? Yeah, he did. Um, we were given it. We were given it like verbally, and like we're told, you know, like it's not. It's not hard to miss. He wrote every single thing down. He's been keeping like a very like tedious, very very meticulous log of this entire journey. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna find no. out if you're naughty, and then you're going the fuck to jail if you are. <laughs> 
It's the worst Santa Claus story ever. <laughs> or conversely, the best. Answers on a postcard. Um, please continue. Um, so he's he's going to walk over to, I think, to Kyoto, And he's going to say, I'm really not entirely sure what... He's like, he gestures to the list. Half of these items are. But I figured that perhaps between the two of us, we could collect what we were sent here to collect. Because he's still like kind of, he's kind of operating on the assumption that even if there's less than we were expecting to be here, the things that we were specifically sent for are still probably here. Mm-hmm. Of course, why else would we be sent down here? Exactly. Unless they were still yeah. here. Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kyori looks at him, or looks up. Is he tall? I'm imagining him being tall. He's tall. He's not like Russell Crowe Javert. He's like like the really tall, lanky ones. Like theater ones. Okay. <laughs> well then, they're looking all the way up at him from their five foot even. He's probably like six foot five or some shit. <laughs> Alright then, well that's ridiculous is what that is. <laughs> the height difference I mean. Being six foot five isn't ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that's a real thing that some people are. Exactly. I know some people that are. My brother-in-law is. But irrelevant. Getting off topic. (sighs) They uh, look at the list and look all the way up at him. (sighs) We can certainly try, but I I don't think it's all here, Adelaide. He, like, shakes his head. He's like, ridiculous. Of course it is. (laughs) They squint a little bit. (laughs) Because he's also, like, we wouldn't have wasted so much life. Like, we wouldn't have... There, it has to be worth something. Or else, like... You know? We'll look. But there are clearly things missing. I mean, look. He's looking. He's He doesn't look, like, super confident. But he's definitely, like, trying to stand firm on this. Like, well, of course, it's not as uh, populated as we expected, but I mean, we wouldn't have been sent for these items had they not been here. Their look shifts into a little bit of a oh, honey. (laughs) Don't give me that look. Part of me wants to be like, you know, when you get to have as much experience as me, like, you understand. You know, people can be incompetent, but this level of incompetence is unprecedented. I know you're a man of faith, Adlai, but make sure you're putting it in the right place. And they're going to, like, whip the list out of his hands. He looks furious. He's like... That was so delightful. He doesn't say anything, but he looks like... How... Fine. As you were. And he just stalks off. (laughs) Taking the rest of his journal with him, but leaving you with the list. Sure. Do you want to introduce a complication, Mab? Because I can't think of one right now. I'm trying to to think of one, and really, I think... Let's see. Um, not thinking of a good one, because I think like a lot of it is just... Um, one of my initial thoughts was something might have happened to the list, or might, like, when... Was the list, like, in your journal, Adlai, and then it got yanked out? Or, like, what? I mean, his journal is, like, a loose collection of scrolls um, that are rolled together, (laughs) but he took this one out. Um, I mean, the complication could also easily be he just, like, stomped off without really looking where he was going. I was kind of imagining that we were in not, uh, like, a locked room, so there was nowhere to go. I was thinking, like, a big room. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining it like a big library that we've shut right. the doors on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, so it's 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 one big room. There might be like shelves and stuff to like block eyesight, but I'm I'm envisioning like a big room. You could go get lost in the stacks, you know, off yeah. the side. Ooh. But what if it's like a big circular room, like the inverted tower vibe? I want it to yeah. be circular. Yeah, and like maybe these stacks and stuff lead to a, cin- a center point, like yeah. the like spokes on a wheel. Yeah, I want something to happen to the journal or, like, something within the journal to, like, fall out. Um, Like, I don't know if it's a missive from your, uh, 
not X. It was totally, he was totally a con man that you arrested. Yep. I, I want to say, like, not X, but, like, they could have had something had Adlai not been a pretentious asshole and also a fucking yeah, con. Yeah, like, and, like, a hashtag we could have had at all. But, like, I don't know if it's, like... A piece of your your journal like opening up to a page where you reflect on that or it's a letter from him or it's a letter talking about his fate or something like that oh and okay i was like there's an ooh in there yeah i was gonna say well how about this maybe the complication is the um when you spin away from coyote like you're the the you drop the collection because uh, there has to be two potential outcomes right oh, yeah yeah so right. the positive is you find something a letter from a person or a prayer that you've written or something or was written for you something that affirms you and you're like no this is right like especially right after Kyoto's line yeah. yeah about putting your faith in the wrong thing uh. alternatively the thing that lands face up is something that sends you into a tailspin Oh, no. All right. What do I roll here? How do I roll here? Right. You start with two positive dice. So it's just 2d6. Got it. Um, and to get a, the positive outcome. And by the way, you can decide if the positive out. Let's say the positive outcome is an affirmation that you feel right in yourself, that this is, yes, I will stay the leader. Mm. I know what I'm doing and I know I am on the right path. That's the positive outcome. The negative outcome is something that makes you question things further. And you can decide the specific of that. Okay. You eat right, you'd roll two D six regardless. What you can do is add a third D six, which would be a positive dice. Alternatively, and so you you increase your chance of success. Or you can add a negative dice, which will be deducted from your two D six if you'd rather fail. Oh, so I get to make this decision. You you do, yeah, and you don't have to add anything at all. But what's interesting about it is this will affect your final result if you keep doing this. Because if you want to add a positive dice to mean you're more likely to succeed, uh -huh. um, underneath your questions, you've got that karma pool. Yeah. If you're adding a positive dice, you go to the right. You move that oh. X over to box to the right. And if you add a negative dice, you go to the left. And you can see over the course of it, you're going to end up with either more positive dice or more negative dice. And that's going to impact the kind of story you end up with it's basically fiasco light got it all right fiasco light but without so, like the like initial central pool of this is how many positive and negative dice we have yeah it's just set at that as it currently stands everybody starts with three positive and two negative the maximum amount of positive dice you can get is five and zero negative and all the way up to the other end you can end up with five negative and no positive Regardless, every complication roll, you'll still roll two positive dice and then you can add another. So I kind of want to add a negative here. I want to give him something right. to stress about. So Okay. So I roll three D six or two D six minus two D six minus one. Minus one D six. Yeah, I'm gonna put this in your karma pool so we've got tracks on where you are. So I've done that already. Okay. Five. That, I believe, is the negative. A result of six or less means things go badly for your character. Cool. So what does this look like? Um, I mean, this could look like anything. I'm trying to decide whether it's he leaves behind something that's important to him or he leaves behind something that somebody else can find. Talking about his mm -hmm. not ex, you know, maybe... I don't think it's a letter. I think it's like him really, like with this writing trying to work out why he's so desperately conflicted between his faith and, you know, the idea that maybe a criminal could actually be a good person. Or, like, why he's so... Why he wants to believe that this criminal is such a good person that it's making him go against his faith. And this is the negative outcome for him because it's revealing something of himself that's private? Yeah. Like, I don't think y'all know about this dude at all. I don't think you know why Adlai is here. Okay, so he swans off in a huff and this smaller piece of paper or scroll falls out of the collection and we see Kiyote pick it up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I want to be clear, to Kiyote this reads as gay as hell, but like deeply repressed gay as hell. I mean, this is a character played by me, so, exactly. you know, just like, ah. Ah. <laughs> Deeply repressed. 
all all sexual urges drag us further from the Lord. Kind of <laughs> deeply repressed. Lord. <laughs> The, you know, the, church, the fucking Protestant church here in the UK fucking this week released this thing just like sex is for heterosexual married couples. Okay. They literally, yeah. All right. I remember seeing that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what the actual fuck? Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so what do we do with this, this like scene tracker thing? Do we just like check off when we've had our scene? Yeah, I just put that in there so we could make so we knew where everybody was at, like what scenes had been done. Okay, perfect. Yeah, just I'm gonna put an X in everyone's box for the scenes that's done, and then as we, as you go, you can just mark another one. All just right. we didn't want us to lose track. All right. I appreciate. It. All right. Next scene. <laughs> It's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!